0: The the other sound that I love, and you can see maybe it's in here, is I got obsessed with really old metal. Okay. So I started buying, um, like just straight anti- up sheets of metal or symbols. No, no, no. This is a bronze. This thing is so old; it's one hundred and fifty years old, and um, it's a Chinese symbol. But when you get into these, it's cracked too. I cracked it on the show. <laughs> There's a richness in these old cymbals. I have yeah. old chimes and things like this. That's that's Chinese. This is Japanese. Um, this one is that Ken. Oh. So I used a lot of these sounds for the red dragon because I I like. Look, he's a dragon. I think of a red dragon, I I think of of China. China. Yeah. (laughs) What's cool about doing the Red Dragon is I I knew I was going to have him from for five episodes. Usually I have one, like the Bee Lady and the yeah. guy with the cello. Those are sounds that had to be developed and designed for those characters, but then they were gone. With Red Dragon, I got to keep building on it over and over again, which which in a way is really helpful because then I don't have to like think of something new I used to have to make new things with what I've already established which the show didn't do so that was wonderful and also with the end of or I guess the beginning of season two by using my kitchen timer and bringing in elements that were not musical instruments and incorporating those more into the show was something I found to be just fascinating and I want to do more of that. Like Newton's Cradle. And I broke it. Every time I do that, I end up breaking things. <laughs> I broke my kitchen timer, had to buy a new one. I, that was my daughter's, I broke it. Um, but that is a fantastic rhythmic device. And there are quite a few things we use. I have this little siren that I got off eBay that's from the 50s for like Japanese kids to put on their bicycles. And I bought it and it's been sitting here for probably two, three years. Because I was obsessed with sirens for a while. Uh, that's Penderecki. I'm fluorescence is one of my favorite pieces of music ever, and he has big old siren. And the crazy thing is, I was going to rent. There's a place here called LA Percussion Rentals, and you can rent from those guys. And uh, they have two big sirens. And I called them up and said, "Hey, I'd like to rent your sirens." And they said, "Oh, they're out right now." I'll get them back in a few days and and I said okay well I'll, I'll call call me when they're back and in between that phone call and then him calling me three days later and saying okay Brian I've got them when do you want them I had already taken my toy siren recorded it to such great effect that I no longer needed the big one Well, they did give me a whole act of just him becoming the dragon. <laughs> um, yeah. I got these a set of these instruments. And okay, that's D two. Mm-hmm. I have D zero. I got these. The guy I had the guy that makes them um, tuned a celeste that I have that's a hundred years old that okay. he tuned. Um, and completely refurbished and then he showed me these they literally they fill this room when when they're all in here Um, and he had them in a room in his house and I saw them I was like oh my god (laughs) and he offered to sell them to me and um, so I bought them for the Red Dragon so I bought them at the beginning of the season and they just sat here waiting for me to get there and then when I got those seams and set them all up, um, that was it. That was Red Dragon's instrument. Play them all over the place, and I do all kinds of treatments to them. I mostly use them with <laughs> the red mallets. Actually, <laughs> the the problem with this, with these instruments, is that I basically have a D minor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have you know there's no C sharp there's no, I don't have any sharps right. or flats and I don't have a full set so I have what he made um, so I've got three D's I've got three G's I've got the A's um, but I used a lot of those uh, there's some other things that I did that I had never done before like, and this is one of my favorite tricks I also got these wood blocks and those temple blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them. I think you, wood. Had, you had those for season three, I think right? I had the wood blocks, yeah. Okay. Uh, or those, but not these. Okay. And what I love yeah. about these is check this out I play them like this. So I can bow them and make different sort of things out of them, you know, by. I'm really all about, you know, just intuition. I did incorporate the trumpet. I, I didn't really go where I thought I was going to go, and that's because I hadn't seen it, you know? Once once you see it, you, you know what to do, especially with this show. I, I think that if, if it was a film and I had more time, I definitely would have built more up, more into the Miles Davis landscape, just because I like that piece. they gave me really long sequences with no dialogue. So, I mean, the whole Mm -hmm. opening of the first episode, there's almost no dialogue. Mm -hmm. It's all music. And then with the Red Dragon, that whole first opening with Richard becoming the dragon, there's not a lick of dialogue in the whole first act. Yeah. And then with the... I mean, there's a lot... There's more moments of sort of montage just music and, and visuals with no dialogue. I have to do so much to keep the show moving and keep it interesting and, and and it did become more artsy probably because of that because I pushed it as far as I could. The idea with the Suzy song was not even to use it necessarily at the end of the of the end of the episode the season the idea originally was let's do a song and then i'm going to build the song in such a way that i'll give it to nbc and they can use it to promote the third season i was going to have it done in like january february so that come march or april they could use that as a promotional item, and then I could find a way to integrate it into the show. I wrote the music, I sent it to her, and then she actually made a couple of changes. I also wrote it more as a classical piece of music. I was very much inspired by Ravel. I was studying Ravel's trip, you know, looking at scores and voicings and, and trying to do something like that. My favorite things about Ravel is that he was a master of timbre, and timbre, to me, I think is the ultimate. That's my favorite thing in music. Is is, And it's something that I've applied in, in Hannibal to a great degree. Um, timbre is king. Uh, and also, there's always been this connection with classical music, and taking classical music like the Bach piece, um, and making something new out of it. So that's where I started with that particular piece. Though in the end, you you wouldn't even know that had I not told you. But so I started as an experiment like that, and then. I, since I was going to send it to Susie, I kind of rearranged it to be more like a pop song. Which was really difficult because I have very little interest in pop structure now. I really do. Like, I don't want to go back to a verse. You know. And after she did it, I took it and put it in and lined up the back of it so it would end. And then started taking it all apart and so i only kept the orchestra just the strings in the front and some of my percussion textures and things and then um i added score to it to go with the fight and the pictures but at one point when they go off the cliff that's the song full like there's nothing changed in there but up to that point it's all deconstructed but the the piece of music plays musically the way it was created. So it's I didn't remix it, I mm-hmm. didn't edit it. I just took stuff out. I mean, what happened with Susie was magic. I couldn't have planned that better. I just put that in. We did it as a piece of music and since she was such a fan of the show, she was able to Put that into her lyrics and, 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 and to make life. something that was just the right thing for the show in so many ways. I mean, but she didn't know what scene it was. Gonna play. No, she hadn't seen it until <laughs> it aired. And I was telling her, it's like, I, I said, Sue, you. When I put this in, I was literally in the studio by myself, and I was jumping up and down because it was it a blood red setting sun. His face is covered in blood. There are all of these things, I will survive. There were so many things that I knew the fans were gonna be able to attach onto Mm -hmm. and think that it was all so meticulously crafted in such a way, but it wasn't. It was all really coming from the heart. And, And I think that, and I really wanted to finally give everybody a melody. I wanted to give them a lyric. I wanted them to take something away from all three seasons of the show and give them a song. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to do it in the beginning, like I said it wasn't appropriate, but at the end it just felt appropriate. (laughs) I may never have an opportunity to work and network television again because I think network television, I think we killed it. I think network television is essentially dead. So I'm I'm, I'm totally satisfied with the way Hannibal ended. If I never do another, um, any more Hannibal Lecter stuff, I'm okay with that because I'm really happy with how it ended and, and what we did with it. I think it'll grow over time but i have a feeling that we will do a film or pick it up we just we need a break as challenging and as difficult as it was it was still kind of easy we knew what to do and it's time to it's time to throw everything away and start over Everything sounds better slowed down. Literally, every everything sounds better slowed down.